Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Get My Job podcast on Believe. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am thrilled to be joined today by my good friend and reporter and host at Valley Sports Southwest, Austin Ivan. Austin talks about saying yes to opportunities, putting in the work, telling stories, and so much more. This is a really fun episode, so let's get to it. Austin, thank you so much for joining me today for Get My Job. I've been so excited to talk to you. I know. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. And for those of you who don't know, which is probably most of you, Austin and I are good friends from Dallas. And I was so happy to have our friend Margot Gill on last week. This week, I get to have Austin on and it's just the most fun when I get to talk to my friends who are also doing amazing things. So Austin, I'm going to have you jump right in and take us through your professional journey that got you to where you are today. Okay. Um, So I always knew... I wanted to be in sports in some capacity. Um, So in college, I had a sports media degree and I was playing basketball. Okay. And I knew I wasn't going to play in the WNBA or be a coach. And so I was like, what can I do in sports besides playing or coaching? And I thought, you know, sports broadcasting, sports reporting would be perfect. So I got a sports media degree. And right after college, I truly just moved to Dallas, had really no connections, didn't have a job lined up, but I just knew it was a big market, a lot of opportunities. And I got plugged in with Fox Sports Southwest at the time is what it was called Mm -hmm. and kind of just showed up, um, introduced myself and kept like hanging around, wasn't getting paid at first and was just saying like, I can help with whatever I can do graphics, I can, you know, do whatever you need me to do. And that's really what I did for the first couple months. And then finally, they're like, Okay, we get it. You're 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 wanting to be here. So (laughs) we'll help you out. So yeah, I've been there ever since it's now called Valley Sports Southwest. It's the same company, just a different name now. But I've I've been in Dallas at the same place for five plus years now. And I absolutely love it. Bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. That's awesome. So let's go back a little bit to you kind of helping out, doing everything you could do. How did you could build those relationships and separate yourself to the point where they said, all right, it's time to give you a job? You know, I truly just like, didn't really know much about like the behind the scenes, you know, a camera, a director, graphics, audio, like I didn't have any previous experience, but I was willing to learn. And I think that like goes farther than, you know, a lot of the past experience or internships that other people had, because I showed up, I was fine with, you know, um, learning, working late hours, you know, working in sports, games go late, they're on the weekends, they're over holidays, but I was like, this is what I want to do and I'll do anything to get to 
where I want to be. And so I was okay with, you know, on a Friday night going in and learning graphics to help with our football show. And so I think that that started to, um, people started to notice that like, okay, mm-hmm. Austin's trying, you know, she's willing to put in the work. So I think we should give her an opportunity. And that's kind of just eventually what happened. And how much has that helped you now that you have all these different skill sets of things you know how to do? Oh my gosh. I truly, it's, I recommend it for anyone. I mean, I get it. It's if your, you know, goal is to be on camera or to host a show or to be a sideline reporter that's working in a studio and doing graphics or, you know, running, you know, tape or audio or whatever isn't your goal, but it's helped so much for me understanding what it takes to put a broadcast together. It helps when you're on camera, you know, if mm-hmm. you're out there and doing a live hit and I just think that like, oh, tell my producer last second, hey, I'm talking about this. Can we run highlights over this player? I understand now what it takes to get those highlights and you know how you have to tell them ahead of time or like what you know is something that probably isn't realistic that we could get in a live broadcast at the last second versus something that we could because I've been on the other side of it all. I understand, you know, what producers want and don't want, how directors like things, you know. So it's really, really helped me. And I'm so thankful that I now get to do on camera hosting, reporting. And that's what I've been working towards. But I absolutely love my time working behind the scenes and getting to know all those people and understand their roles because that's truly the people that make the broadcast what it is. So you mentioned the long hours, the nights, obviously sports, most games are at night. Uh, Of course, football games during the day, but there are plenty of night games, holidays. And I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that I really want to highlight on this show is it's not just about, I love sports, so I want to work in it. It's a lot of work. And I do think people understand that. I don't think you can fully understand it until you're in it and Mm -hmm. doing it on a daily basis, but it is still work. There are way worse jobs, but it is work. It is a lot of late nights. It is missing holidays. And how have you kind of adjusted to that? And what advice would you have for someone coming in so that they fully understand what that means? Yeah, I mean, I don't, unless you have, you know, someone in your family where you've been around it, so you understand what working on a holiday weekend is or working late nights or working weekends is, you, you really don't understand until you're in it. A ton of my friends, you know, are like, oh, like if you move up or if you get like a higher position, like you won't have to work weekends or you won't have to work at night. And I'm like, no, pretty much like any position that like I want is going to be where I'm working late nights Mm -hmm. or where I'm working on the weekends. That's just how the sports world is. And so people that aren't, you know, familiar with that, they don't really truly understand it. But um, it's, you know, it's dedication. It's a grind, but I absolutely love it. There's, I know nothing else. I've been doing this for five years now, so I'm used to it. And I understand that, you know, I might not have Friday nights to have a girl's night or go out with my friends, but it's worth it for me. And, you know, there's, there's seasons, there's busy seasons for everyone. So Mm -hmm. right now, summer is more of, you know, kind of calm for us, which is nice. So I've got to enjoy, time off and get to go places on the weekends. So, I mean, there's always a balance and you're going to find your time of, you know, when you need to work and when you can, you know, have some fun and relax or whatever. But um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of late nights and weekends is just, 
part of the job that comes with it. And that word balance is you're not going to have it every day and you're not going to have it every season, but it does, you do have calmer times. Like I'm currently in a calmer time only for a few more days, but Mm -hmm. a little bit calmer time before football starts, but you know, that that's just part of the deal. So transitioning a little bit uh, in terms of building relationships, once you've started doing on camera, because you and I have had situations where we were going to grab a coffee or we were going to do something. And then, and this is, happens for both of us. We have a Zoom with a coach. We have an interview with a player, whatever it may be. So how did you start building those relationships and kind of what tips do you have for, for young people getting into the industry? Yeah. So, I mean, the, like you were saying, like I've had to cancel all my friends. I couldn't, you know, go on a bachelorette last second or I've had to miss like doing this for a fun weekend or whatever I've had planned because I've put work first and – So there's been many times where last minute, you know, my producer or someone calls me and says, hey, like, we want to go shoot this interview or we want to go down here to, you know, do this. Like, are you available? And I could have said no, but, you know, I I said yes. I, I was eager for any opportunity to get work and to show that, like, I'm willing to help out in any way possible. So I would text you and be like, sorry, I can't get coffee tomorrow. I'm actually headed down Mm -hmm. to Houston right now to go do Mm -hmm. this or, you know, that's just part of it. But my biggest advice is to say yes. And it's, you know, your, your true friends will understand like you're not, I get it. It's hard to, you know, change your mind or you, you have something planned and then it doesn't, you can't anymore because of something work related, but I've come to realize like my family and my true close friends totally understand and get this is part of my job. And they're, you know, they, they're not mad at you. I mean, obviously they're like, Oh, we wish you could come or I wish right, you were here for, for whatever, but um, they're supportive. And so that's truly the biggest advice for, for anyone I would say is to say yes to any opportunity um, if you can, um, because it's just part of, the grind of trying to work your way up and being, being in this business. But, um, those are some of, you know, the best interviews I've got or some of, I met someone or I had a connection because I did go down that weekend and go cover Mm -hmm. this thing. So you never know what will become of any opportunity that you go to. And so you just have to say yes, any chance you can. So you've been covering this region for a while now, and as you have built these relationships and you've had to go to Houston to talk to a coach or Zoom with a player, whatever it may be, how have those relationships been built organically and authentically? And what are some of your favorite interview tips? Yeah, so I think like kind of at first with me is like you just want the coach or the player to trust you. And Mm -hmm. that takes time. You can't just meet someone and expect them to trust you right away. But you have to prove to them that like, I'm on your side. And I'm not the type of reporter that's trying to break the news or get, you know, the inside scoop and tweet it out before anyone else. That's not really how I view, you know, the type of reporter or journalist that I want to be like, I want to be someone they can trust and they know that like, if they tell me something off the record, I'm not going to go and tweet about it or post about it. So it takes time to build those relationships. But once you um, prove to these coaches and players that like, you're, you're trying to help them, we want to tell 
their stories. We want them to be put in the best light possible. They'll start to be more open with you and they will tell you more. And then you get to a place where they will say, hey, yeah, that's okay. I think you you should share this or this is happening. And I, I want you to know about it before other people. And it's okay if you tell people because you've, you've proved throughout time that you know, they can trust you and you're not going to hurt them and try to, you know, put anything out in a light that they might not want to. So um, it takes time to build those relationships. But once you have done that, it's so rewarding to be able to connect with these coaches and players and help them share their stories, because that's truly why I got into this business is because I want to share stories. I love doing features and just showing what these, you know, players and coaches, they're normal people and what they've overcome or what they do off the court or off the field. And so um, that's my favorite part of my job. And it's fun once you get to that point where you've built those relationships and you can help them share their stories. I'm glad you brought that up because there certainly is the place for the people who are breaking news and are the first one to Mm -hmm. get the story out there. But I'm not that type of reporter either. I much am much like you. I want to share stories and building that trust. And I think in this world of social media and where all of a sudden in these last few years, being first became most important and it's not being right Mm -hmm. is definitely more important than being first. I think it is. I think that is a situation where you don't want to be asking forgiveness. You want, if you're going to put something out there, it should be you know, validated. It should be um, substantiated. That's the word I'm looking for. And it should be right. And there's certainly a place for the breaking news. And that's incredible. And to have that access and to be that type of reporter, but we don't all need to be that type of reporter. And I think there's, that's important to remember. There's so many different ways to tell stories and it's important to kind of find the niche that's really authentic to you. Yeah. Because like, yeah, you mess up one time where you're trying to break a story and you, you put something out on the internet that's wrong or incorrect. Like that's hard to come back from. I mean, people Mm -hmm. will always remember the one thing you said wrong versus the 100 things you said right. So, yeah, I mean, there are definitely those reporters that are trying to do more of the breaking news and, you know, find out, you know, who's getting traded here or what contract was just signed. And that's part of their job. And I get that. But for me, I I kind of stay away from that. And I'm not, you know, really wanting to get in that realm of trying to get the inside scoop. And it's it's different for everyone. But, yeah, I would just, yeah, encourage that if you are trying to, you know, put anything out there, you want to make sure it's 100% correct. And, you know, that's how you lose trust very quickly with players or coaches is, is if you're posting something about them or about a situation that isn't correct. Switching gears a little bit, is there a, a misstep you see women making when trying to break into the sports industry? Hmm. You know, I think, I don't know. It's hard because I feel like a lot of women you you think there's there's not as many we're outnumbered first of all and so the women that you see that might have a job that you want like it's competitive but at the same time you can still be friends with them and you can still support mm-hmm. them but it it's tough because a lot of times you know you're fighting for one spot that's the the job that you want as well and so there are those women out there that you know aren't supportive and trying to help each other but 
like my biggest piece of advice is to surround yourself by with women that, you know, are encouraging. And even if, you know, they might get an opportunity that you really wanted, like you still need to be happy for them because you never know when it's going to be your turn. And so it's, it's hard because there are some women out there, which isn't, you know, you wish it, you wish every woman was supportive of each other, but there are some out there that, you know, are, you know, self, they're, they're focused on their self and they're trying to get to where they want to be. But I would say for the most part, every woman is that I've met in this industry, once you get to know them, they're super helpful and they're, you know, like, oh yeah, I can absolutely, you know, connect you here. Or I heard about mm-hmm. this opportunity and I think you would be great for that. You know, basketball better. You know, I was talking with a friend a couple of days ago and she was like, yeah, I was doing this basketball thing, but you know, like I'm more of a, a volleyball girl. Like I'm going to tell the producer, like, I think you'd be better for that. And mm-hmm. you know, there's always a misunderstanding that women are catty and they're going after each other, but that's not always the case. And so surrounding yourself with other women that are supportive and trying to help you is, you know, made this industry, you know, so much more enjoyable. And so you just have to find those people there that are here to help you. And it makes your job a lot more fun. And I think you'll always be better off. We'll all always be better off if you can still help other people. Of course, we all want these positions. And sometimes it's, you know, obviously one person can get one job, but when you can help others and be supportive of others and be happy for others, it just helps yourself and everyone else. Yeah. I mean, every yeah, the job is only, you know, like sometimes you're just not meant for that job and you think that it would be a great opportunity for you. And then looking back at it, you're like, okay, no, like I do think like that really isn't exactly what I wanted to do, or that doesn't fit me or my personality or my, you know, what I, what I'm, my end goal is, is, and that, that, that was better for that person. So I'm glad she got that opportunity and, you know, you never know then another opportunity might come around and it is better for you. And that's, and that will be your time. So you just have to be patient. There's a lot of, you know, waiting and there's frustrations. There's a lot of no's in this business, but your time will come. And so be supportive of the other people if their time comes before you, because I promise you your time will come if you put the work in and just wait and be patient. If you could give our listeners one piece of advice for starting a career in this field, what would it be? I would I would say kind of what we were going off of, you know, like saying yes and you're going to have to go cover things or you might do something last last minute, but with that like saying yes to anything even if it's not exactly what you want to be doing, like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago I was covering major league rugby and I had absolutely no idea anything about the sport, you know, nothing about these players. A ton of the players barely spoke English. And I said, yes, I was like, absolutely. I know rugby. I'll figure it out. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do sideline for it, you know, but I was just willing to put myself in any situation, even if I knew it might not be like my dream job of being a rugby sideline reporter, but you never know like what can come about from any opportunity. So that's my biggest piece of advice. And the same thing with me, like coming and doing graphics and doing stuff behind the scenes. That's not Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do, but I said yes, because I wanted to be involved in sports in some, in some capacity. And I knew at that moment, that was the best thing for me. So getting started, like you're going to hear a lot of no's, but when you do hear a yes, even if it's not your dream job, my biggest piece of advice is to take it, to learn what you can. There's always going to be something you can take with you from any type of job that you have in this industry. And so, you know, make the most of the situation that you have and 
you you'll be able to learn from it and use whatever it is that you were working on or covering or doing and moving forward, whatever your next job is, you'll be able to look back and be thankful for, you know, the times that you had to do this, but it, it all pays off. And so, yeah, just saying yes to anything, no matter the sport, no matter if it's not exactly the job you want to be doing is absolutely my biggest piece of advice for anyone trying to break into the industry. What's the best piece of constructive criticism you received? It's been really helpful for you. Um, you know, it's with on air reporting, you know, everyone is going to have something to say, they're going to have their opinion. And so I take every, you know, every feedback, every piece of advice, any constructive criticism I get, and I'm eager to hear that because I want to make myself better. But you have to also realize that like, you could ask 100 people what you thought about, you know, this clip that I did from a sideline interview or this clip of me hosting the show, and they're all going to have a different piece of advice. So they're all going to say, I didn't like this, or I did like this. Mm-hmm. One person might say that was, I love that question. And then the next person might say, I didn't like that question. So mm-hmm. you have to just understand that like everyone has an opinion, but to take, to, to take it all in and to understand like what they're trying to say, because they all are trying to help you, but you can't like, if you get one, no, that doesn't, it's not the end of the world because the next person might say, I absolutely love that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, constructive criticism is different from every single person. So you can't like be too hard on yourself when you do hear a no or when your boss does say, oh, I I didn't like how you did this. Or, you know, a producer says, hey, next time don't do that. Like, obviously, you, you're going to have to listen to your direct boss that you're working with for that certain thing. But just a big picture is realizing that every single person has a different opinion. And so don't be too hard on yourself when they say that you're not a good fit for this opportunity or they want you to change something or consider doing something different. Like that's just part of the business is, you know, you're working in something where it's, it's not a math equation where like two plus two equals four. Like it's just Mm -hmm. not a straight up answer, you know, that, you know, is a definite, like this is how it is because there's so many different things that go into our broadcasting industry. So, I mean, take every contract, constructive criticism you get and you know learn from it with what you can but don't be too hard on yourself we are coming to one of my favorite parts of the podcast and that is day in the life and you can pick what day in the life I know right now you've been covering a lot of baseball you cover a lot of basketball you cover college football I mean you cover you've covered rugby so what you can pick but what would a day in the life of Austin Ivan look like oh gosh yeah I know like you said it's like so different like a Monday for me could be like this week in Houston doing interviews with 25 football coaches getting ready you know season previews of this year and then Tuesday coming back and covering Rangers baseball and then today you know just doing stuff on my computer listening to those interviews writing scripts and then by Friday you could be out on another assignment so like a day-to-day for me is so different um, but I guess since football season is just around the corner, I'll give you like a, a Friday night day in the life for me Perfect. Um, here in Texas, like high school football is, you know, a huge deal and living or being from Oklahoma, you hear about Texas high school football, but until you actually experience it, you don't truly understand 
how big of a deal it is for these towns. So for people not in Texas, I recommend if you're ever in Texas on a Friday night during the fall, definitely try to make it out to a game because it is quite an experience and the atmosphere is just absolutely electric. But anyways, going back. So a normal Friday for me, I would say is so all week you're leading up, you're talking with your coaches, you know, doing some Zoom interviews, phone calls, prepping for the teams that you're covering, um, kind of just the off camera behind the scenes work that people don't always think about when you see someone as a sideline reporter at a game, you don't realize the what goes into it beforehand. So then Friday rolls Which, around. Just to interrupt you really yeah. quickly, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm glad you bring that up because, and that is true of you at high school football. That is true of me covering the Niners. That's true of Aaron Ray Andrews. It's true of any, Pam Oliver. It doesn't matter who it is. The week is prep. It's, yeah. it's, it's practice, it's interviews, it's research. And there's so much prep that goes into it. None of us just show up on game day and I'm like, are like, well, Hope we know what we're doing. There's yeah. a lot of prep that goes into it. So I'm glad you brought that up. I know. I, I wish I could just show up every, you know, game day and know everything about these teams and just be able to talk about them nonstop. But no, you you have to put in the work beforehand. And that's not, you know, the most fun part of my job. But that's what makes the Friday nights or whatever game you're covering. Like, if you don't do the work beforehand, then you're not going to, like, have fun doing the actual game because you're not going to know what you're talking about and you're not going to have put in that prep work to understand a good storyline that's coming up or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. A lot of my friends are like, Oh, like when you're doing an interview, like is the producer just in your ear, like telling you what question to ask next or like, Oh, is there like a teleprompter there that you're just like reading a script? And I'm like, no, I wish it was like that, but mm -hmm. it's, you're all on your own completely. You're out there at a football game on a Friday night. Like, you're you're watching the game for yourself you're seeing what's happening what the trends are and then you're you're going off of that from what you're seeing yourself so yeah kind of a misconception that you know some people might think that there's just someone in your ear telling you the next question but that's definitely not the case and i interrupted you so continue on with your friday into going heading into friday night life okay yeah so friday friday for me um we're covering you know the best games across the state of Texas. So some weeks they're closer to Dallas, but some weeks I might be going, you know, all the way out to West Texas to Amarillo or might be going down to San Antonio. So a lot of the times I'm getting up, hopping on a flight to whatever city the game might be in. And so by the time I get off the flight, I'll check into my, get a rental car, check into my hotel, grab something quick to eat for lunch, do my hair and makeup in the hotel room, and then I'll head out to the stadium. We'll usually have some pregame hits that we're doing, so I'll do that beforehand. Talk with the coaches and a couple of players before the game starts while they're doing, you know, their warm ups and kind of relax before it gets to the fun part. And then once it's kickoff time, like you're in it. And for me, you know, we're we have a studio back in Dallas and they're kind of like checking in on games all over the state. So I'll do live hits with the um, people in the studio and they'll kind of just, you know, ask what's going on in the game. What are you seeing? How's this player doing or what was, you know, what's going on with the quarterback or whatever. And so I'll do some live hits in the first half. Then I'll do a halftime interview and then we'll have the second half, same thing, give updates, talking back with the studio of what's going on. Um, post game, we'll, you know, 
kind of do a recap. We'll get some post-game interviews and put a story together to kind of to put together kind of an overview of the whole game and then go back to the hotel, go to sleep and get on a flight the next morning to come back to Dallas. And by that time, it's almost Sunday and the week's starting over. You're figuring out your next assignment and then you're doing your prep work and it starts all over. So that's kind of a, a quick overview of like a Friday for me. I'm, I'm glad you went through that. I love it. And for those of us that love Friday Night Lights, it just makes me happy to hear yeah. about Friday Night Texas football because yeah. it's, it's the best. Uh, this has been super fun. I can't let you go yet, though, because we are coming to my second or tied. Let's go tied maybe for favorite part of Get My Job. And that is five fun facts, which you guys all know is something I do with the Niners players on video and they share five things about themselves you wouldn't otherwise know. But on this podcast, we ask all of our guests the same five questions every week. And it's awesome because we actually get five such different answers that it's really cool. So if you're ready, Austin, we'll do it. Let's do it. All right. Five fun facts with Austin Ivan. Austin, what is your favorite moment in sports? Oh my gosh. There's, I, this is a hard question for me because there's so many amazing you know things that have happened in the sports world like throughout my time being invested into sports I will say like growing up I was born and raised in Knoxville Tennessee so the year that Tennessee won the national championship in football will always be like one of my favorite moments because like I got to experience that firsthand Mm-hmm. living in Knoxville and my dad working for the team, but something like later on in my life, I would say like an event that I've covered since I've been like a sports reporter has probably been just like overall getting to cover Dirk Nowitzki and what he did and has done for the Dallas Mavericks. But like that last season, knowing that like this is his last, you know, mm-hmm. go around and then like his Jersey retirement, like the last game, like I would probably just, I don't know if there's like one specific moment with Dirk, but just getting to cover him in general, having that chance to get to see him up close. And he's absolutely great with the media and he's done so much for this, not just this team, but the whole city and and state. Um, I absolutely like am so, so blessed that I got an opportunity to get to cover Dirk, but I would say any, any event, any single game that I got to talk with Dirk is one of my favorite events. What is your life motto? Oh my gosh. Um, so I talking with coaches and players every week, you, you hear, you know, all the cliche, like sports sayings and, you know, the things that get the team like raw, raw, like let's go on a Friday night. So I try to like stay away from like, a just, I don't know, like, uh, sports saying or motivational quote that you would probably hear from a lot of like coaches or in the sports world. So I might give like my favorite Bible verse that I kind of live by instead. So I would probably say I have a few, but I'll, I'll give acts 2024. I think that's like one of my very favorite that I try to live by. And it, it just says like, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me the task of testifying the good news of God's grace. So I think that's kind of my motto of what I try to live by in my day-to-day life is, is Acts 2024. 20, I love it. What is your go-to workout? Um, so I, I'll give a specific workout 
a couple classes. If you're in Dallas, you probably know what they are, but um, I love Pit Fit. It's a class in Dallas. It's at the bottom of a parking garage. Um, you know, you, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't really know how to ex- describe it, but you know, we're, we're doing battle ropes. We're climbing the stairs of the parking garage. We're on a bike. We're doing rower. We're doing a little bit of everything. So I love that. It kind of gives me, it takes me back to like my basketball days, like flipping a big tire or, you know, doing Mm -hmm. all these kind of like, just like fun, like intense workout moves. Um, I also love like a hot yoga class in general. So that's a good balance between like the hard high intensity workout and then I'll do I'll do a hot yoga class um I also love just like walking outside the Katie trail in Dallas is my favorite and I would walk that every day if I could and just consider that my workout um Mm -hmm. it's way too hot right now in Dallas it's like 110 degrees so unless you're like going at like 5 a.m you're gonna be like drenched by the end of your walk but I like to switch it up with my workouts I don't know if I have like one favorite workout I guess I should say like shooting like just like shooting around like basketball like you know like I'm Mm -hmm. not in basketball shape anymore so I'm definitely like really not playing like pickup every day but I love just like shooting around with my friends so that maybe I'll say that's my favorite workout that sounds fun I love that but so does pit fit and next time I'm in Dallas I want to come with you to pit fit because it sounds like I would love it yes Uh, what is your go-to coffee order um if I'm just going to like a any coffee shop like an iced vanilla latte with almond milk is like my go-to order. But if we're going to La La Land, which, oh. there are, which there are more than just Dallas now, I guess they are starting to expand. But if you ever get a chance, I know you have Tracy, but I'm just saying for anyone yeah. listening, if you ever go to a La La Land, the perfect latte iced is my absolute favorite coffee drink I've ever had in my entire life. Like my yes. life's goal is to be like an ambassador for La La Land. I love their coffee so much. Like I'm a, truly obsessed. They got uh, some good press with the Margot episode too. I'm going to tag them. I got to tag them in this. Oh because- my gosh. But yeah, between me and Margot, like let's, let's try to figure out a way where we can like be their ambassadors or something because like I spend way too much money and time at La La Land, but their coffee is absolutely worth it it's I don't even know like it's they have like a secret sauce in it and I'm like can y'all tell me what the secret sauce is so I can like save money and make this at home but even if they like told me what the recipe was I don't think it would still be as good as just getting it at La La Land hands down my favorite coffee of all time it is so good and I love that perfect latte all right your last fun fact a book every woman should read um I love reading I you know post on my story all the time the books that I've been reading a lot of them are just the fun you know chick flicks easy summer read um any anything like Colleen Hoover is my favorite but um any book that or a book that every woman should read I would say is Redeeming Love if you haven't read it I highly suggest it I tell all my friends like that's the number one book that I recommend it's it's, it's a bigger, longer book. So don't be discouraged, like looking at it when you see like how many pages it is. It's absolutely worth reading every single page. They made it into a movie like last year, the year before. Um, but it's just so good. I, any woman, it's kind of like a, it's a book about, you know, I don't even know how to explain it without like giving it away, but it's a book on redemption about, self-love, self-worth. Um, it's so good. I 
can't, I don't want to give it all away, but it's basically, if you've read the book of Hosea and the Bible, it's basically that story kind of with a, basically it's remaking that story and it's absolutely so good. Fantastic. Austin, thank you so much. Please tell everybody where they can find you. Um, You can find me on any social media platform, I guess, Instagram or Twitter. My handle is just Austin Ivan for both of those. Or if you're in the Dallas area, you can find me on Valley Sports Southwest. And it's Austin with a Y, you guys, when you're looking for her. So just FYI on that. And we will, of course, tag you in all social copy. You guys, if you like what you heard, and I know you did, please give us a five-star rating. Leave us a positive review. You can find me on Instagram at Tracy Sandler, on Twitter at TracyFGSN. You can find Fangirl on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online, And with that, I'll talk to everybody next time. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.